I am really feeling this microphone sound right now. I think it sounds great. You can hear the cars in the background and the wind and you can hear birds chirping. And unfortunately, you can hear my voice super clear. I think it sounds great. Welcome to episode 18 of the Canon Dispatch. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reading. Uh, since I've gone into Substack, I've done a couple of uh, the writing newsletters. And when it's integrated the way that it is with the podcast, I really like it because I know I've said it before, but I like writing just as much as I like podcasting and interviewing. And it gives me this one avenue to be able to do that. And I really, really enjoy it. This episode is with Casey Cheeseman. How I found Casey was, so I read this book called The Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter, and I've talked about it a few times. That was not a sneeze. That was one of those air fresheners that like occasionally sprays out nice smelling whatever. And uh, it actually scares me sometimes because I'll be sitting in here and then it'll do it. And I'm like, who's that? Who's in, who's in, my, who's in my house? And it's just me. So anyway, um, I read this book, Comfort Crisis by Michael Easter. And then in the book, he talks about this uh, nutrition and uh, just healthy living guy. His name is Dr. Trevor Cachet or Cashy. I don't know how to pronounce it. I think I said it right. And uh, it was really great how uh, the author... Michael Easter wrote about this guy and I thought it was really interesting. So I went on his Instagram page and started looking around and then I saw other posts by people that he works with. And then I saw these posts by Casey and I thought it was really cool. So I started following her page and then that was it. And then I reached out to her one day and said, Hey, I have this podcast. Would you like to do it? And then after this and that and vacations and, the and we, we were actually recorded once, but then the audio came out so bad um, we had to scrap it and then we recorded it again and uh, audio came out really good this time. So that's the story of how, yeah, I just came to know about her and then, uh, you know, Dr. Trevor Cushing, um just what they do. Uh, really cool conversation, really cool Thing that they do uh, for people and helping sort of change lives and helping to um, people to get their fitness and then their nutrition in order. And it's, it's something that I think is um, really needed now in the world just because um, there's a lot of just bro science and Instagram crap out there that's just not good. And they are of um, the type of people and the team that um, really kind of sifts through all the junk and gives you like the reality of it all. And I think that's just great. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Again, uh, if you like this, share it. Uh, share the podcasts within Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen or even within uh, the Substack platform. And then the same thing with the writing. If you like it, please share it. That's how this thing sort of keeps going. Um, I also put in a donation feature if you want to. Um, for now, everything is, of course, free. Um, I like it that way. There may be posts 
or podcast episodes in the future that are uh, like subscriber only. Um, so anyway, obviously no pressure. If you want to donate, it helps me out because there are things here. Um, yeah, it would just it would help out a lot if you did. But if you didn't, like I said, that's okay too. And that's it. Thank you for listening. And without further ado, here be the episode. do coffee I don't do coffee like I used to like I I've, I was never like I was never like uh the all you know those people that can like drink coffee all day oh yeah that's not me either no that's <laughs> not me but I did like the, the cup in the morning like a cup of black coffee in the morning I really like it and I and I would say I don't like it because I necessarily need the caffeine I just like the smell the taste the ritual. Yes, it's the ritual. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I have my one cup in the morning and then sit down and do my like quiet time, Bible reading, devotions, read a little bit of a book. And it's just like that ritual. Yeah. Getting the coffee and sitting down and just, just the start to the day. Right. And, and if somebody told me, Hey, I have a better, I have a better solution to coffee. And it's much better for you, but it tastes the same and it smells the same, but it just, it's better for you. Then I would, I'm all in. Like, I'm, I'm not like yes. completely <laughs> sold on the caffeine thing. Right. Yeah. I, I, I love it, but, and I love that I've been to Italy and I love the coffee there. I love, I love it, but I'm, I don't think I ever do it. Like there's a time whenever I'm like, oh, like when somebody says, let's have coffee, uh, to, it'll wake you up. It doesn't wake me up. It me makes either. me more anxious and makes me more like I'm already tired. Now I'm tired and I got caffeine jitters too. Right. You know? Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if it's like, okay, were you just awake for 30 minutes and now you actually feel revived and refreshed? And it's just like a coincidence that the coffee happened to be right at that time frame. Or is it really yeah. the coffee and the caffeine? Maybe. So it. I have a question. Uh, in so in this thing that 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 this this nutrition um thing that you're a part of right yeah have you ever come across uh what's called a coffee nap i haven't all right check this out so maybe i'm maybe i'm about to like go against what i just said before right <laughs> but but obviously caffeine up to a certain amount it does do something physiologically to your body. We know that. And there's people yeah. that have maybe me and maybe I'm more a little bit more sensitive to caffeine as I get older and and it and other people that are really not sensitive to it so they can just drink it all day, right? Well, I read this I read this thing years ago and um and I'm I'm one of the fortunate people like my only superpower in life is I can go to sleep quickly you know oh, man that's a superpower to have it's great like i when it's time to take a nap i can literally set my phone like put like 27 minutes on my on my phone right then lay down i don't i wake up to my alarm every single time i don't know how long i've been asleep for <laughs> but i feel great you know and i'd make sure to stay within that state that first stage that way i don't get groggy 
Anyway, the story or the journal or whatever that I read says a coffee nap is basically if you need it in the afternoon, you have it, you have your afternoon espresso or half a cup of coffee or whatever, right? And then you take a nap. Like you immediately, you immediately go to sleep. Like you drink it and then you go to sleep. And then when you wake up, you get the, the, the effects of having slept. So you, you're a lot more refreshed. And then right then, in order for the caffeine to process, process itself, you get that little extra jolt of caffeine too. So you're, you know what I mean? You're, yeah, you're you wake refreshed. Up Perfect. And I, I got to say, I've done that probably dozens, if not hundreds of times. And I got to say, it's pretty legit for me. Yeah, man, that's but great. Only works only works for people who can fall asleep fast. Yeah, I can imagine. So yeah, even with having like the chronic fatigue struggles that I do, like napping on demand can be a challenge. So I just try to power on through and take my walk breaks for a little bit of energy. And, and that seems to help. The walking breaks... I look can I love that actually. And I read that years ago a couple of years ago too when I was studying some stuff and then and even like the short workout stuff. I love that that science came out to say hey you should give energy to get energy. Because most people think it's the opposite. Yeah. You know? Um right before this this like earlier I got off work and then I, uh, I wasn't feeling like, well, but I was just like, kind of like, eh, whatever. And then I, I had to get, I wanted to get my workout in. Right. So I went and did my workout and, uh, I feel amazing right now. You it's know, it's just like, like a I, reset. Yeah. It, it, I feel so good right now. I feel like that that's it's, it should be like a obligated like obligatory thing for people to do if they have to go to like a meeting or something that's not so whatever just hey go for like a brisk 10 minute walk or go do like you know sets of 20 25 or whatever you could do push-ups you know what I mean for 10 minutes yeah the mental clarity that follows the, the mental and the physiological sort of jolt but of natural energy mood boost that and all you that. get yeah yeah all right so i'm 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 bsing here <laughs> casey welcome to the canon dispatch thank you for having me we had this is this is our second time because the first time we had a little bit of technical difficulties was so fun we had to do it twice I know that's a, yeah that was my that was my excuse you know what I mean like whenever I actually edited it and I was like this is not this is not gonna work out but I was like chopping it up myself you know so so Casey were you so I we said it last time but nobody heard so will yeah. you describe what like what it is that you what what you do and and then we can go into how I found it and everything but I think once you start talking about it it'll come up. Yeah, for sure. So I currently work full-time for a company called Trevor Cashy Nutrition. Uh, Long story about how I got here, but essentially 
I practiced medicine for about 10 years as a physician assistant, had an undergraduate degree in nutrition, found uh, a lot of challenges, um, as you can imagine, in practicing medicine, and kind of went through a personal, I don't know what you'd want to call it, life transformation, health journey, um, where I really felt like what I had been through was going to serve a larger purpose and I wanted to have a greater impact on people. Did not feel like I had the capacity to do so in the role that I played in medicine. And so spent a couple years trying to figure out what it would look like to like actually be able to do more of what I was passionate about, help people add more value using not only what I'd been through, but also the skills that I acquired along the way. And so I would say that I kind of plotted my escape strategy from medicine and kind of once I had some debt paid off and things like that, gave a full-time go at um, trying to develop my own coaching practice. Um, I also work part-time for another company called Dashing Dish, which is like a healthy living ministry-centered company. I still work part-time for them. Um, So that kind of was my interim I did work with clients in in a one-on-one capacity, nutrition mindset from a faith-based perspective. And there, obviously, it's a crowded industry, crowded space, but beyond just kind of trying to find enough clients to keep me busy full-time and have the impact that I wanted, uh, really found that I enjoyed the aspect of a team dynamic. And so I looked for a while at finding a position where I could basically plug in with another company and be able to have a larger impact with a shared vision around a common goal of serving people in that capacity. And so one thing led to another. I ended up uh, finding Trevor Cashy Nutrition and was just like immediately clicked. Like these people, the culture, the the mission, the mindset, this is my place. And so I reached out to them and asked if they had, you know, an opportunity to work for them. One thing led to another, uh, started working for them in a part-time contract position and um, which that quickly morphed into a full-time position. So I have now been with them since I believe September of last year, 2021. Um, the, when it comes to, so I'm curious about the, the Trevor Cache nutrition, um, piece, whenever you, like you said that you, you got in touch with them and then you initially were hired on it as a contractor did like, what, I guess, what kind of, uh, did they take your like physician assistant, um, credential or did you have also like other like nutrition credentials or how did that look, I guess. Like how it facilitated me coming on board. So Yeah, they were like, hey, right. Yeah. So they're not I, gonna take me because I don't know. I don't right. you know. <laughs> like who are you? Where did you come from? What why do we want you? So I yeah. would say, you know, initially I when I, you know, approached them, I was thinking jumping on board in the capacity of a coach, like coaching position role. They weren't really looking to hire me for that at that point in time. And so they extended the opportunity to work on the sales team. And 
I was just like, heck yeah, any way I can get my foot in the door, whatever it looks like, I can show up and be a value to the company and just really kept myself open to how it would unfold rather than just, you know, being married to the idea that it needed to be a certain position. I'm just like, let me show up and see what we can do and how, how I can add value to the team. If that moves into something else, great. If not, we'll just see where it goes. Obviously, given the nature of my background, I was like, I'm not sure that I'm qualified or possess the skills to jump in on the sales team, but, you know, really have a strong support system in place in terms of our sales team director and just the team in general and that kind of thing. And so they did a phenomenal job of equipping me with what I needed to succeed in that role. And I actually found that I enjoyed it much, much more than what I expected, um, just because I do get so much interpersonal interaction. So essentially, kind of what I do, if you want me to to dive into that, um, I would be, I'm typically the like first live human touch point with people who are interested in working with us in Trevor Cashew Nutrition. And so what I do is I'll have the initial call when someone is considering enrolling in one of our programs. And it's, you know, I have the privilege of like getting to know about them, learning more about what they're looking to accomplish so that we'll actually be able to determine if our program is the best fit to help them achieve that before they move forward in the process. And it is just such a fulfilling thing to do every single day. Like no call is ever the same. Like every person that gets on the phone, they come to us with a unique background, unique set of life circumstances, and they really get open and real and share like personal struggles, like what they've been through. They open up about that. Um, You know, they unpack the big goals that they have. And a lot of them have, you know, really lost faith in ever accomplishing their, their goals because they've tried so many things in the past and it just hasn't been sustainable for them. So they're almost, you know, they get on the phone and they're a little bit skeptical. That's like not necessarily skeptical of the company and what we can do, but skeptical that they're actually going to be able to follow through and accomplish these things. And so I love like knowing what's possible for them on the other side of things once they've gone through the program because, you know, the powerful part about it is everyone comes in expecting to like transform their eating habits, you know, maybe some physical changes, maybe even some big health goals, but they end up leaving the program with complete life transformation because the skills that we equip them with, like they translate beyond nutrition, exercise, you know, physical health. These people are able to net better outcomes across the board in life, improve relationships, habits, finances, like routines, just their daily quality of living. And that changes how they show up in the world for themselves and for others. Like we essentially teach and practice life skills and help people to live on purpose and with purpose, recognizing that having what we want comes as a side effect of becoming the person that it takes to get it. And so that whole process of, you know, focusing on developing yourself versus just chasing the goal is just like, I just can't even describe. It's just, that's where the, the, 
the benefit comes in to, you know, having that life transformation versus just the physical transformation. Like those things, what happens on the inside just manifests on the outside, right? So super, super powerful stuff. Yeah, those those like those changes um that I it's weird I can hear myself on your on on through oh. through the speak through my speaker off of your now I'm good. Okay, well actually I just found out if I just keep talking a bunch of nonsense then I will I can't hear myself talk so, <laughs> we're, so we're good. So the uh <clears throat> that lifestyle thing that you're talking about changing like what you eat or and then changing your the amount of physical activity you do those two things alone are like huge sort of cornerstones within the just the huge just the human animal you know and when you change those two things you're going to change essentially everything about yourself because we know and you know more than i do and i only know again what i stuff i read or whatever but we know that everything is connected like we we know that you know the whole phrase like you 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 are what you eat like that's true you know and people think that i don't know just the way that the world is is i would say but especially i mean having lived a lot of different places especially america the way that we view food, like you can go to a vending machine and eat 700 calories of crap in five minutes, right? But you would be hard, hard pressed to go to the same vending machine to eat, you know, 200 calories of something that's actually good for you. Right. And that's, that's the truth everywhere you go. In, in in the States, it's like if, you know, if you want something that's going to be healthy for the most part, I mean, obviously there's more options that are going on for you or whatever, but they're, you're going to have to make it or bring it from home, which is great because it's actually cheaper. You know what I mean? You actually save money. But it goes with, with what you're saying. If you didn't get used to that, but you decided that you want to do it, you're going to spend more time learning how to do it. You're going to spend more time like figuring out. So it means your, your, your day is going to change. You're going to have more time. You're doing this and you're going to have less time maybe for these unhealthy things too. And not everything's going to be perfect, but like you said, it's a lifestyle thing and you're going to have to change. You, if you want to make a change, like you can start small, but then it, it, when you start small, and then you slowly grow, that's going to be a sustained, as you were saying, like a sort of a lifestyle change, you know? Right. Like it and I'm sure, is that is that what you guys teach? Yeah. So, you know, it's, it is those small changes because like a lot of people, they want like the complete life overhaul, but the like, issue- And they want it now. Right. The quick fixes and- you know, that fails us in the long run because of the shortcuts. It's like, I guess, you know, I heard a really interesting, uh, Alex Hormozzi said recently, like the process of successful meaning is the process of becoming. He said the becoming is the success. 
And I think that kind of ties in, but it's like every little small thing that you do that snowballs instead of going for the quick fix that short changes, you know, you can take the shortcut, but you're shortchanging yourself because in the process of stacking up these small wins and little reps and growing the strength to try for bigger things and being able to restore faith in your ability to change. Um, like all of that plays a part in making it that lifestyle. Right. And so if we can help someone look at things from the standpoint of integration versus elimination, you know, and instead of, well, I can't do this, can't have that. I shouldn't do this. I must do that. Um, those types of thought processes tend to get us into trouble, right? Cause the first thing you think of, if you tell yourself you can't have something, well, what do you want <laughs> that thing? And so if you can make this like an integrated part where you're not looking at foods as good or bad, but figuring out which foods actually serve you best. Like you said, if you eat junk, you feel like junk that there's a spillover effect. Like, you know, you're sluggish and tired. Maybe you skip your workout. Maybe you get bad sleep because you ate too much junk food and like it carries over into the next day. You know, you feel like mess at work and it's just like this downward spiral versus, you know, taking those small positive changes, not making it overwhelming and you're able to actually get somewhere, get that traction, right. get that momentum right instead of relying on, you know, just try harder, the willpower, the motivation, um, you know, Dr. Cashy's analogy is like, instead of pressing the gas harder, take your foot off the brake. Yeah. I love that analogy. That's such a, it can, it's such a useful analogy for a lot of different things too. Yeah, definitely. The, the thing about that you were saying about the food too, like, and this goes into like kind of we talked about last time, but the the idea of the idea that especially when it comes to nutrition and then also with physical activity, this idea that it's an on and off switch versus it's a spectrum, you right. know, because, you know, what actual progress people like to, in our minds and then we see all this shit on Instagram and whatever, where you see that you always see the final product. You always compare yourself to this ideal or this final product, right? And then, and then you see in your mind, and because our minds are are irrational for for a lot of things, we see progress as just being like a straight diagonal line. You know, here's time. You know what I mean on the x axis. And then here's effort on the Y axis. And then it's just like a boop, straight up. And that's not, that that's never progress in anything. Right. You know? Yeah. And it it's really like a squiggly line. You're going to have peaks and valleys. And and then some, I mean, I, dude, I love, like when I was living there in Pensacola, I love Culver's. I love Culver's. <laughs> I've never and been I, 
Oh, it's so good. And, and you know, it's just the greasiest, biggest burger. And then I would eat and I'd have like a milkshake with it. And I loved it. And I would eat it like once a month. But when I was going to do it, I was like, this is what I'm doing today. You know what I mean? And I enjoyed it, you know? Yeah. And necessarily the next day, I mean, I kind of knew I wasn't going to feel um, like as good as I would if I was eating super clean. You know what I mean? But I, yeah. like I, I knew that. But again, it, I took, I try to, I guess it's taking time to like zoom out and realize it's like a, like you said, it's not instantaneous or whatever. And we're, we're talking about the longevity of life as if we can plan when we're going to die. We know yeah. on average, you know, but it's like, all right, I want to be able to enjoy myself. But there's like, you know, well, I guess the one that I heard a lot, and maybe you you probably know it, the 80-20 rule. 80% of the time, eat well, move well, you know, and then 20% of the time, eat your apple fritters, eat your culvers, but be strict, but be strict with that, you know, yeah. do, really do 80-20, really go, hey, if I have a cake at lunch, I probably shouldn't have a cake at dinner too, or I probably shouldn't have a couple beers at dinner too. I, I had my treat yeah you know what i mean yeah no exactly because like it's this all or nothing mindset that gets us into trouble it's this idea that like you know having like you said the fun food and then spiraling to like where you just continue like well i blew it might as well keep going well that just becomes this endless loop versus you know you have the meal you enjoy it you move on you get right back to it so that you're not like, there really is no good or bad food, you know, outside of like something like being an anaphylactic reaction that now there's certainly foods that make us feel our best. There's activities that make us feel our best right. and being able to have an awareness around those foods and how they're going to impact us, how often we want to include them all of that becomes very important because then you can make an adult decision of, do I want the Culver's knowing that I might be a little bit sluggish tomorrow, but skipping it entirely, just how are you going to sustain that long-term? And that's where a lot of people get tripped up is they're like, I'm going to go a hundred percent in and everything's clean and no sugar or, you know, whatever it is. And then it's like, well, life happens. Like you can have a perfect plan, but life is not going to go according to plan ever. Nope. And so you want to be able to get in a situation and make the best decision you have based on what's available and not beat yourself up over, you know, the things that you control, what you can control and making a decision that, you know, will be best for you both now and later and being able to just have that, like I said, that awareness around things becomes really critical in terms of that sustainability. And so right. not just from the, you know, the mental aspect, the, the trying to be gritty about it, but also just the enjoyability. Yeah. It's like a balance between, I want to make my, my physiological heart happy but I also want to make my metaphysical heart happy. Right. You know? Right. So it's like it's a balance between between the but you have to be good to yourself 
it, you have to respect both yes. planes of thought because you if you do a little bit more of one than the other and then it like you said it couldn't you know and it's it's going to happen you're going to be off balance because that's just how it's what happens right and then you 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 sort of correct and you go you know what i mean and yeah. and the average is really the average over a long period of time it's not an average now it's a, it's an average over a long period of time you know right exactly and that's i think yeah like the consistency is the hardest part, but it's also like the most important part. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What is it that, that they say about, it's like, I mean, as long as you're on the right trajectory, you're going to get there, you know? And so someone may have like a physical goal in mind, but if they really sat down and thought about, I want, you know, this physical outcome by this date and then like reverse engineer what it's going to take to get it. Well, is it going to require you to forego you know, holidays, enjoying with your family, a little bit of, you know, trying food experiences on vacation or, you know, skipping a workout so that you can go do something on a weekend. Like all of that, if you really sit down and you weigh what it would take to get to your goal by a specific timeline, well, you may realize this is absolutely ridiculous for me to try to think about. And so if you just say, well, consistency beats perfection every single time because I continue every to time. make sustainable progress. Um, the the trajectory matters more. It's the um, how I forget how much percentage of the time, like an airline pilot is off course for the actual destination, but mm. the the way that they use their um, the systems and just the tools that they yeah, have on the plane navigation right yeah the navigation system allows them to get to the destination even though they were a little bit off trajectory for a percentage of the time it's just like you were talking about where it's not this straight line from point a to point b and it's the ups and the downs and you learn so much about yourself in the process yeah yeah there's you 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 made me think. Uh, have you heard? Have you ever heard that quote? Um, Don't let good be the enemy of perfect. Yeah, perfect is the enemy of good. Like, well, yeah, perfect is or yeah, you could say it either way. You're right. I've and heard I, it, yeah. It's true because because sometimes you know even when you go to do a workout and you're like, well, if I'm not setting a PR every right. time that I work out, then I might as well. I'm not doing anything, you know, but the reality is, is you can't, you're not going to, you're not going to hit a PR. No, you, you can't. can't hit a, you know, and the same thing goes with food. The same thing goes with almost anything. You, it, It's going to be this gradual, these little crumbs that are going to accumulate. And then after a while, it's going to, it's going to turn into a cookie. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, that's just what, like a snowball. That That's, that's, that's reality. And sometimes when you go work out, you feel good so you can push harder. Yeah. You can, you know, you can really do what your body wants to do and your body feels good. But other days when you do it, you're, you can't, for some reason, you, your food, or you're not feeling, whatever. You're just not going to do it, you know? And yeah. then, so yeah, it, it there's a, you know, it's a, spe it's a spectrum. It's like you said, don't like putting like, like take your foot off, uh, off the brake. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, you, you have to feel that for yourself. 
and you have to decide, okay, which one, you know, what, what can I do today? And then let's do that. Or then when you look back on the day, like, oh, I did this good today. Okay, let's try to repeat that tomorrow or, yeah. you know, or whatever, you know. Yeah, collecting that data and being able to use the data objectively, remove the emotion from it, falling in love with the process and showing up even when it's like, you know, they say like you, you have five workouts a week, one is going to be crap, one of you are going to crush it and the other three are just going to kind of be showing up. Well, you show up and you do the reps and you get stronger in the crappy workout, in the, you know, average workout and in the PR workout, all of them matter. And like you said, the, the spectrum is there, you know, people unfortunately like tend to fall into extremes. It's just human nature. Either we're like all in or we're all out versus just finding that balance in that lifestyle. So like, you know, if you don't show up for your health, and you're just not physically or mentally capable of handling like what even just feeling your best right but handling just the day-to-day stressors because you're not making the time to get adequate rest you're not eating foods that fuel yourself properly most of the time you're not getting in movement um, whether it's formal training or just that movement that energizes and recharges us well then there's the other side of the spectrum like yeah, you can't show up and at your best self to do things that add value to the world when you're not taking care of your, your body. But if you take it to the extreme where it's like, you know, I have to work out every single freaking day and, you know, food is just fuel and it's not enjoyment and social connection like it is. And you just like overemphasize the importance of health. Cause like you said, we're, we don't know when we're going to die. So obviously take care of your body the best you can. But if you, if you're focusing only on that and making it the goal instead of the tool to help you succeed, well, that starts to encroach on the experiences that make life worth living. And that's no good either. Yeah, no, totally. Like the, like the, like we talked about before, like, uh, is there a point where trying to optimize, like optimizing the hell out of your life, is that like is that really healthy? You know what I mean? And like there, there are these people that I follow, and I'm not throwing shade up because they're geniuses. But it, this is just obviously me as a listener and yeah. thinking or whatever. But but there's a couple of um. Uh, uh, scientists or doctors or things I'll, 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 I'll follow on uh, Instagram or whatever. And I hear all this stuff. They're saying, well, eating uh, omega threes and I, I eat this. And then in the morning, you got to do this. And then I do this. And then I did this. And when I hear all this stuff, which is interesting, but of course my, my monkey brain is like, Oh my God, I feel like it would be miserable to live yeah. in that house. Cause you know, like every, and, and again, it's probably really not like that because she's she'll. Uh, there's one that um, uh, she's great, Doctor Rhonda Patrick. She's great. I don't maybe do you know who you've ever heard of her? I don't know. I don't know that I have. It's kind of sounds okay, familiar, well, but look her up. It will. Yeah, she's she's good. To go, she's go. She's good to go, and she 
and again, I know she puts out these studies because she's a doctor and she, she's a research scientist. So that, that's what she does. So and she's not necessarily saying that she has all these things or she does all these things, right? She's really just putting out information and every body, every physiology is different, you yeah. know? And, uh, but me, my mind, I'm always like, my God, like, I'm sure she's a really nice person and a cool person, but oh my, I don't know if I could... <laughs> If I could deal with that, you know, it's like yeah. I, I have to take uh, magnesium uh, three times a day at this time. And then I have to do it. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, like at, a robot. At a certain point. Yeah, at a certain point. And again, she's probably not like that. She's probably, you know, she's, she's great. I'm just being unfair here and judgmental. But um, no, I totally get your point. It's but like- I see. It, yeah, it's just it's sometimes when you see people I'm like, man, that. And then maybe the self stress that causes too, yeah, the the the, the actual levels of cortisol <laughs> because you can't get your workout in. You right. know what I mean? Like that's not healthy. Right. Yeah. It's you know well, it's the difference between like I and I totally get what you're saying. Like there's success routines, right? Like like what these people share. They say success leaves clues, and you take what you can and you develop a daily routine and flow that sets you up for success. But if it becomes pressure in the process versus lending to joy, like it's the difference between I have to versus I get to, I have to, it's just like the robot must do this to function. Everything else just, you know, gets pushed aside versus I get to, it becomes something you look forward to. You know, if, if you don't necessarily do it every single day, it's not going to be the end of the world, but it's that, again, that consistency over time. And you, you don't dread it because you get to do it versus you have to do it. I think you said that you may have said that last time too. And that's a, yeah, it, like changing the way you view it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I actually, I use that sometimes too, because I'll find myself lamenting about a lot of stuff, like first world problem, you know, crap. And then I'll change myself or, or you'll hear it's like, hey, you know, well, we talked about um, Ryan Holiday last time and like stoicism. Yeah. Yes. And that 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 whole deal deal of... Uh, amor fati, right? Like love, love what's like love what's happening to you right now, and 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 pay attention to what's happening to you right now, you know, and like yeah, make the best of what it is that that you're doing right now. Because again, it's all about the long term a- average here, and 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 that's not like some like. I mean, I'm talking out loud here, but that's not, in my opinion, it's not some woo-woo BS. Like, there, there is something to that. You're not, you're not tricking yourself. You right. know what I mean? To think that you're in a, you're in a bad spot. You're not lying to yourself. You're, you're kind of saying, okay, this is, this is what it is right now. Right. You know. You accept so the reality what and not delude yourself. Yeah. So this is what it is right now, and it's best that I get on with this right now instead of lamenting it because 
I mean, what, what is lamenting? It's just going to make your lot even worse than what it is. You know, what, what, there was the thing that, um, man, it was something, I think I heard it on the waking up app, man, it was so good. It was something about like the arrow. Don't let the arrow strike twice or something. Cause they were talking about, it was a, it was a, an analogy of like an archer or something and you're getting shot with an arrow which is going to leave a physical wound, but then don't choose. And I think it was specifically talking about words or talking about unhelpful thoughts or something like that, but don't, don't let your thinking on the thing be worse than mm. the thing. Oh yeah. Because you know? your perception of what's taking place, the story you tell yourself about it can it's injure you again. Can often be worse yeah. Than the actual reality of the thing, yes. you know. Oh man. Like that, what there's a that, that's another phrase that I think I read from those books is like, um, we often we suffer more in imagination than we do in reality. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Just we just you just we just tapped on a, a, ner- a, a little nerve for me there, and I was. Like, oh yeah, I feel you, man. It's, I do that to myself and it's just you spend so much time building the thing up in your head that might not even ever come to be or isn't as you perceive it to be at all it's true uh i have a couple of i have a couple of like little like speed round questions for you yeah are you ready i am they're like one word or like one phrase answers or whatever. You know, I just, there's like, there's, there's just a few. Okay. All right. All right. First one, cheat meal. If you're going to have a cheat meal, what is that? What are you going to have? Or De- do you do them? Yeah, definitely. Um, my favorite thing is desserts. So um, just depends on kind of whatever the thing is that I'm craving at the time. But Often it will be, um, well, we just got a crumble cookies this last year. So I'm big into that. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Um, I really do enjoy like finding when, whenever we travel out of town, like a local bakery that does, you know, cake by the slice or cupcakes and just going and getting like a box of different flavors and trying them all. Um, West coast confection is another favorite, um, that they sell their stuff online. Like these just like crazy massive brownies and blondies with all different flavors and mix-ins and stuffings and things like that. So that would be, yeah, if I'm going to have like a spurge meal, it's definitely going to involve dessert. Okay. Uh, Favorite book? Oh, wow. So, I mean. Or book that you like talk to a lot of people about or, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, for me, scripture, the Bible is like a daily thing. Um, I would definitely, the books that I think come up for me most often that I recommend for people would be um, The Obstacle is the Way, Atomic Habits, um, The Happiness Advantage, and then actually, actually currently reading Ben Greenfield's newest book, Endure, which is Super, super nice. powerful. Very nice. Um, 
your go-to music whenever you're working out? Like what is, what is, what? I'm actually a weirdo. I don't listen to music when I work out. So I either do audible books or podcasts. I don't think that's weird. <laughs> I don't think that's weird at all. I, I so hang on a second. <laughs> it depends on the day for me. I'll either do podcasts. Like I said, it's a spectrum. So I'll do the podcasts yeah. or I'll do music. Or I'll do nothing. And once I, I learned this from, here's another, I'll, I'll throw another podcast. Have you listened to Andrew Huberman, Huberman Lab? I haven't. Oh. Huberman. Oh. I just, op- I just opened up a new, th- his podcast is one of the most valuable pieces of sources of information I have ever come across in my life. It is insane. Awesome. You will love it. It will, it will, it will make you personally happy and it will enhance your practice to what you do for nutrition and helping people. I am not, I am not even kidding. And it's free. Oh yeah. So that's going to be like my next binge listening. It's, you're going to love it. Like you're, you are going to love it. Yeah. I've listened to hours and hours or probably days and days of that. Of his podcast now. It's so good. Um, yeah. There's just something about physical movement and the mental learning that just, I love pairing them together. I get so many ideas. Like I have a whiteboard set up in my, my master bedroom is actually my home gym. So like I'll get so many creative ideas, just listening and learning while physically moving. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's like crack. For me, <laughs> like just the combination of the two. Yeah. He so he he talked about the same thing when he when he's building um these uh, episodes and things things like that. He'll work out and he'll have a whiteboard or a, a notebook, and he will write these these ideas out. And I I've been doing the same thing now. I'll I'll just talk, I'll just take notes about stuff, and then a lot of times those notes will turn into something I'll write here for the newsletter. Or, or it's for me and I'll put it on a back burner and eventually it'll be on the newsletter or it's yeah. just for me or whatever, you know? Yeah. I'd love it. Very, very. And then, and, and then the, sometimes the no music thing. Yeah. Just the, like when you work out, like I used to run, I don't run a lot anymore, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, how can people look you up and find you? Or is there anything that you, you – the question that you normally ask is – and but but this whole you've, – you've given out so many like gyms and everything. I, I would ask, what's the advice that you would give to somebody? But the whole time you've been just giving <laughs> great advice. Yeah, well – Is would, there something that we haven't touched on? Yeah, I would say a couple of things. One would be just like the personal – side of where I started and where I've come through, like where I got, how I got to where I am today. Um, like my early twenties, I was just a like on paper, I had it all together. Like physician assistant had just gotten married, had a, you know, career getting started, that kind of thing. But I was just an absolute mess. Um, struggling with finances. I was six figures in debt. Um, really struggling with body image, had a history of on and off years of eating disorders, 
really did not have, you know, perspective that I was ever going to be capable of changing or overcoming these struggles. And it was just like a downward spiral, so to speak. And so for me, the two big pieces to really getting some traction and just getting my life in, under control were number one, I started weight training and the weight training changed the way that I viewed myself like strong and capable. And that spilled over into nutrition. So I wanted to eat to perform and that improvement. And it was just like the whole thing snowballed into other areas of life. And then around the same time is when I started reading and really investing in learning and bettering myself. Um, and, and just started really reading a lot of books that helped me to expand just my worldview, my view of myself, what I thought I was capable of, and just being able to make those small changes and stack those small wins and like climb myself out of debt and finally overcoming the eating disorders and, you know, getting to a place where my marriage wasn't on shaky ground anymore and, you know, getting a stability with my career. Um, all of that, like I realized in hindsight what happened, like how the one thing started me on this upward spiral. And so that's kind of where, you know, I ultimately landed was like, crap, if I can do this, by accident, you know, what can you do with intentionality behind everything? And then realizing that so many other people were also struggling in this same capacity and just, you know, how can I help other people get on this trajectory of, of an upward spiral? Um, you know, like, and just being intentional with life because, most people is like, they think about success by societal standards rather than actually giving forethought to what it is they want, what has deep value for them, how they can create something, serve people. Like they just, you know, they do college, marriage, kids, career, buy the house, plan for retirement. And it's like, they get stuck on this hamster wheel, right? Where they're forever wishing they could escape from it. Like they live for holidays and vacations and escape. And then they turn to unhealthy behaviors in order to cope with the life that they don't even like, they're not even excited about living. And so like we chatted about before, it's like that whole hamster wheel. It's like you create a life of stagnation at best or a downward spiral at worst because you're turning to the unhealthy coping mechanisms. And so you know, right. when I found myself in that place and just wasn't really able to put a finger on why I was so empty because you, you're you doing all the right things, quote unquote, the right things, because that's what society tells you to do. But at the end of the day, if you're not excited about who you are and what you're doing, like, what is the point? Right. And so that kind of led Absolutely. me to, to where I am today and why I want to do what I do, if that makes sense. You're, you're fortunate. I I think that you would, I mean, obviously blessed that your passion is also something 
especially right now that the world really needs you know what i mean and yeah. then you were you've you've been able to turn that also into a vocation um which is great like um yeah i think it's great and i think it's great that those people that you that you help all these all these people and that in uh dr cachet's company and what you guys do i, I just think that that's awesome yeah so you know and and it really is like we chatted before it's so much more than nutrition like we definitely help people tackle what's on their plate going into their mouth, figure out what works best for them with nutrition. But it's like we can fix what's on the plate, but if you don't address what's going on between the ears, then as soon as you're tired of what's on the plate, you go back to your old habits, you undo your progress. And like, that's a big difference in what we do than what other programs out there do is focus on helping people become that person to have the life they experience is worth living because ultimately it's good to have a goal. It helps you on your trajectory, but like, it's got to be something bigger than six pack abs, right? It's got to be waking up every day, yeah. excited about who you are and what you're doing so that you can take that and not just acquire for yourself, like get the stuff, have the vacations. It's like, we want to really do something meaningful and if we chase the wrong things, we're wondering why we're so empty. Whereas if we have a bigger purpose outside of just living it up and, you know, self-gain for life, you actually, you know, hit that, your head hits the pillow at the end of the day because you've been able to do something else and you're actually full and satisfied from that. Right. I think it's great. Uh, you, you, well, you knocked that question out the water. <laughs> <laughs> um, how can people find you, uh, look you up uh, online, uh, on the socials and all that stuff? Yes. Yeah, so I am most active on Instagram, um, at cheese girl PA. And then I also have a blog, what can be Um, also the working title of my book. Um, and those are probably, hey yeah, those are probably the two biggest places, um, in terms of Trevor Cashy nutrition, definitely would be remiss if I did not encourage people to check out, uh, the coffee with Cashy podcast, talk coffee with Dr. Cashy podcast, as well as the Facebook group, the best nutrition group ever. If they want to plug in and see what, what we're all about, that's a good place to start. Sweet. Well, thank you, Casey. I'm going to put all that stuff on the, on the show notes and stuff like that. So they can, they can look it up and then uh, go from there. Yeah. I'm going to try to remember the books that we, that we talked about too. Maybe I can put those on there as well. Yeah, that'd be great. I can always send you a list. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Uh, well, thank you. I'm not, I think that I've taken enough of your time and that's it. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. All right. See ya.